Hi and welcome back to the She Mentors podcast. This is part two of our time-saving series with Nicole Smith. If you missed the first episode, go back and listen to how to design your day for max productivity. This will really help frame this episode. If you're loving all things Nicole, then she is available inside our membership for one-on-one mentor hours, along with hundreds of other professionals who can help you succeed. Okay, let's dive straight in and here's some tips on decluttering, delegating and automating. Okay, decluttering with the 4D. Don't worry about writing this down because this is all you can. But this is also going to be in one of the handouts that Molly's going to share with you after the session. So decluttering with the 4D. Do, delete, delegate, defer. Sorry, this is a little method that I use when I'm triaging my emails, when I'm triaging my task lists, whatever's going on. It's really nice and simple. So the first stage of it is to do it. So if you've got tasks that are going to take you under two minutes to do, just do them. Just You've allocated some time to triage with your 4D method. So get in there and reply to that email or do that tiny task. Get it off the list. Delete. Now, I don't actually, well, I may mean delete, depending on what you're looking at. If you've got junk mail in there or uh, things that, you know, you're getting into your inbox that aren't actionable items that are just cluttering it up, just get rid of it. Just delete them and unsubscribe. Little side note, if you're not reading those emails frequently, I think it's just time to say goodbye. You can always sign up to them later on. But removing it from your list, it could also be, as entrepreneurs, we come up with these fabulous ideas, especially around two and three in the morning. Your brain wakes up and you're like, oh, I know, I want to do this, that and the other. And then you pop it on the list as like, oh, this is really something I need to focus in on right now. But is it? Is it something that's a future thing? Is it something that's, you know, a lovely to have, but it's not really in alignment with the strategy of where you're heading right now in your business? So moving those out of there and into another space in your task list is such a great way just to quickly remove some of the noise. So in ClickUp, I actually have a space now for future ideas And I pop all of those things in there so I can start to think about them if I want to. Um, If not, when I'm ready, I'll pick one of those things. I'll pop it back up into my working space and we'll be ready to go. Delegation. We're going to talk about that next, but let's assign it to someone else. Remove the pressure from you on those little tasks that, you know, you're avoiding because we're not liking them like we spoke about before. It's those tasks that you're not actually working in your zone of genius anymore. It's not really what lights you up and it's just a drainer on your time. Let's delegate them. And remember as well, you don't have to have a team to delegate. If you are a solopreneur and you are at that growth of scale and financially you can afford to outsource it, really think about it because it's such a beneficial process to go through. Yep, Fiverr, absolutely. Fiverr's a great one. That's really, really good. Um, And defer. So these are the tasks that are left on the list. So you've gone through, you've done them, you've deleted them, you've delegated them. These are the ones now that are actually the things that are important for your business, for your clients. They're the things that that you actually need to do them. It's now about popping them into ClickUp or popping them onto wherever you're holding your task list. And then you can go through the prioritizations process as well once you have those in there um what else we've got free up oh that's a good one I haven't heard of that one Katie that's a good I've definitely heard of Fiverr 
Hercules. Chloe, so important. I also have a cleaner. This is not just business stuff, right? So I don't like cleaning my house. I don't. I just don't like it. I've got two kids and I, I like doing other stuff. So that was one of my priorities to get a cleaner to come into my house. If you don't particularly like cooking, get one of those meal services like HelloFresh or one of the other ones delivered to your door, you know, ready to do anything that's going to save you time and you let you be in the space that you want to be in is is oh, to go to personal and business it's both right it's absolutely both any questions so just have a look oh oh my gosh chloe she needs to come to my house she's cooking your meals lovely oh i need to revisit that that's amazing chef on wheels thanks kathy that's a great one that's fabulous yeah i don't think there's any any um House stuff, delegate it, absolutely delegate it. Right, talking about delegation, identification of what? Well, here we go. It's what we're talking about. What don't we like doing? That's the best place to start. What are the actions in your daily life that you don't enjoy? They're the things that you can start to list down and look at the opportunities out there of where you're actually able to delegate them to. So we've already had so many discussions here about some personal offerings there, um, some solutions like Fiverr. Um, there's b amazing businesses just in this space here that can support you as well. We've got VAs and social media people and leadership people, all the stuff that, you know, that you need help with, I'm sure will be in this community right now. The other thing is, is understanding how to do it. Um, that's, I think, one of those things that we do struggle on and that might block us from actually taking that step to delegate. From my experience, the best thing to do is have clear communication and set those expectations. So what are you trying to achieve? What are the expectations that you are expecting to receive from the person that you've delegated to? Setting those deadlines and make sure you provide all the information. You know, ask the questions, what exactly do you need from me to be able to complete that task? And also give them all the information. So if they're doing some graphics or some design or anything for you, have you given them all the images that you want to use? Have you given them the things that you must include, your really essential things that make it your thing? And your why? What do I mean by that? So why are we delegating? You know, are you creating space for growth in your business or, you know, creating space to be able to spend more time with your family each week? Are you actually wanting to empower your team? So delegation is not just about you. It's actually about people around you, especially if you've got a team, to be able to allow them to step up into their zone of genius so that it can let you stay in yours as well. Uh, we've spoken about don't like the task. Are you looking to utilize an expert so we spoke about copywriters or um, you know virtual assistants they have these amazing expertise in these spaces that really if you were doing it and you can do it so I know we can all do everything but is it going to take you twice as long compared to when you're delegating it out to someone that's really efficient in that space and the other thing as well is understanding why will this support give you a really positive experience? You want to make sure to experience, experience success is trust the process. 
trust is such a massive contributor to the delegation process and I know that is again one of the blockers is that we have may have previously experienced a, uh, a negative experience in delegation but moving forward if we just think about that what has happened rather than what can possibly happen you're never going to be able to truly experience that opportunity of delegating out um, questions are going okay question any tips for delegating work it's often trickier to delegate when you're a professional rather than running your own business yes hang on yeah okay yeah when you're in the corporate space when you're working for someone yeah um having a look and having that discussion as well with your managers so if you're finding I have I have been there before <laughs> I have been the go-to for all the things I was known as the fix it as the oh Nicole will get it sorted so I had every hat under the sun, HR, IT, personal support person, uh, designing new things, all the things, right? And it's about being able to have that conversation open and honest with your manager going, hey, this really isn't in my, might not be in your job description, but it's also, I'm not, I don't have the skill set to be able to do this or this person I know would really love to do this particular task or my workload is reaching its limits what can we do together to identify the priority tasks and are there actually an opportunity here to be able to delegate these to somebody within the team to help me work through that now it can be a little bit more difficult when you're in a um in a in a business space versus your own business but just really standing your ground and knowing that what you are doing is amazing and if they are pushing the limits on overloading the expectations and the results of actually doing that is so much more harmful than just saying yes you'll end up uh you know my experience I was working in London for those big businesses and I was a yes person I kept saying yes 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 I'll help of course because I love helping and I love learning and I oh it's a new thing I can learn and I hit burnout and I I hit it hard and there wasn't anything I could do about it apart from I, I decided to make a cut from that business and take some time for me to rejuvenate and find a new opportunity out there. So if you are loving where you're working and you don't want to reach that, um, have that conversation with your manager if, if um, they're approachable. If not, have a chat with someone in the community who can help you to have that conversation because owning your own value and knowing that saying yes is is not always the best way. I'm very much about saying no, no to the opportunities that don't suit where I'm heading, no to even working with clients that we're not the right fit for each other. I know that there's someone else that's going to suit them better. And I know for me, by saying no, will open up the doors to those people who are meant to work with, with me and work together to, to arrive. So awesome. Hey, um, so, uh, yeah, I guess I've really been trying to focus on delegating to my team. I work in the corporate space and I, a lot of the reason for delegation is to, to help build them up. But at the moment I find that it's, the work isn't being done to my standard and then I find I'm redoing part of what I'm delegating. So like I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm achieving something by delegating but then working backwards because I'm not really delegating. Yeah, I hear you. That is such a common thing. Um, 
especially if, uh, you know, <laughs> we have a little bit of perfectionism and we're very proud of the work that we produce and we put out to the world. And then when we do delegate it, if it's not to that same high standard, then we're kind of like, oh, so much easier if I just did it. So it's really about taking that step back and, again, setting those expectations. So if you like it done a certain way, then have that conversation and and just be open and explain to them why, but also be open to the conversation of a better way of doing it because I've been in that conversation both ways and I come in and I've seen I've been asked to do a particular thing a certain way And I go, hey, have you actually thought about doing it this way? Because it's actually going to save us this amount of time and you're going to get the same result. Maybe it doesn't look the same journey as you've you've done it before, but actually we're we're getting to the same result and everyone's going to be happy with that. So being, I guess, letting yourself, letting it, let it go, let it go, you know, (laughs) love a little bit of Frozen. Um, And it is hard and it's hard at the start, but the more you do it and the more that you support your team to grow and to really understand how you like things done, then the more you can start to delegate and the more you can start to be doing the things that you love to be doing and you're supporting your team to grow a new skill and they're going to be able to have that really positive experience of delegation and imagine when they get up to their next level they're going to be able to follow that through to be able to delegate to their team members like it's just it can be a really really positive experience for all but it starts with number one starts with us of just putting down that perfectionism what do they say you know it's better done than not done in the business space like (laughs) but I I get it I do get it and I feel you but Give that a try. Give that a try. Let me know how you go. I'd love to know. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's, yeah, that was a really good, really, really good point there. Um, Okay. Well, we're going to move on to automations. Um, I thought I would just explain what an automation is because that word automation can be a little bit uh, what, what is going on? (laughs) Like it seems a bit big and a bit crazy, right? Uh, Thanks, Katie. No worries. See you soon. Um, When this is what an automation is, when this happens, which is our trigger, do this, which is the action. So if I simplify that, if I use that in an example in adding rules into your inbox, who uses the rule function in your inboxes, in your mailboxes, pop it in, let me know. When an email is received from X, so if I use it as one that I've got in my inbox, I use Zero as my accounting software and I like to capture all of my receipts that come into my inbox into Zero, so that I can reconcile them and it's nice and pretty and clean. So when X email is received in my inbox, I have a rule that will automatically send to Zero. And then it's there and it's ready for that reconciliation process. Um, the As I've mentioned previously before, the automations in your task management solution. So having your workflows and your processes built out so that you can create that beautiful automation that's triggered by that action. So the action is change or the, the trigger is changing the status. The action is adding a template. And within that template has all of the subtasks that need to be done already automatically 
added to the person who's responsible for it. You can add deadlines in there. You can add how-tos in there. All of that stuff is all automatically in there and it will save you so much time by having those tiny little triggers in place. The other ones as well, which we have spoken about before, are Zapier, Integromat, I can never say that, but anything um, that is a, a connector, basically a connector online that goes, when this happens, do this. There are so, so many available. And again, whatever suits your business, just have a look and see what systems you're using. And they might already have some integrations already built in there. So that's one of the things when I talk to people about selecting systems is understanding what they're currently using, what they're aiming to achieve, and what's already talking to each other. Because if you don't have to add a third party in there that already automates that talking, it's just such much more a seamless process and it also saves you money because it's already built in and um, already going to happen. And the other thing as well is, um, you know, your CRM and your proposal softwares, you know, automating those workflows, getting things in place so that, you know, it removes the manual intervention with anything like this. Talking about um, just jumping back to the integrators for a second, um, ClickUp has just launched the mail version. So you can actually connect up your Gmail, your G Suite into there, and you can use ClickUp as your mailbox. Um, so that's another thing as well, coming back to the central location, you're having everything into one thing, you open one application and, and there it all is. Um, yeah, I'd love to open the floor up to anyone who else who has some automations that they love or that they would like to talk about or they'd love to share. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yep. So that's the CRM, proposal, task flow, workflows, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, for client onboarding. Oh, how nice is a seamless client onboarding process? So, so good. Um, one that I've just actually introduced um, into my world for, in ClickUp is I was talking about the podcast process before I had, well, you might have seen my post from earlier last, well, last week. There's a ClickUp form that is I have built embedded into my into a landing page and basically you fill that form out it automatically sends it to click up and it starts the whole process of my podcast recording so it's as simple as that and then when you get new ones you just add them straight yes oh it's always amazing it's so exciting <laughs> so excited about that anyway we're gonna talk about that um Yes, email marketing automations, and that's so, so cool when you can do all of that. Um, there's some fabulous softwares out there that does that. I don't know, Active Campaign is a, is a big player in the market. Um, oh, thanks, Chloe. Sorry, have a drink. Yeah, that's a great one, Ali. Having Zapier so that it attaches your attachment into a specific folder in Google. In Google Drive, that's a great one as well. Basically, automations, whatever you're doing, think about the start and the end. What are we trying to achieve with the particular automation? Where can we remove that manual touch and put it in? Another one you could do even is, um, you know, a mail merge between Excel and Word. If you've got lots of documents that you're populating, you know, having that working, that's a really easy and quick way to, without the cost, some of these things have a cost involved. So if we're looking for things at low, low price point, there's definitely a lot of things that you can start to look at and, and introduce into your world.
Okay, well, we're going to, unless anybody has any other, oh, yep, yep, that's a good one, Power Query, yep, there's, um, oh, now I've forgotten what it is, the 365 program, uh, Power Automate is a great one, it's a little bit more sophisticated, even in SharePoint, there's, um, <coughs> excuse me, flows that you can build to automate, like, um, your leave process for instance you know create a form and trigger the, the signatories in there there's lots of lots of things you can play with email automation yep absolutely oh even um you know setting setting a schedule in your email to send off you know you, you draft an email and you want it to send out a having those little tiny things set up oh, and my family's walking back in as I haven't finished the call. That's always the joys of life. Um, okay, I will quickly wrap it up. I think we're probably almost at time anyway. Some tips for success. Remove the distractions. Oh, don't check your emails first in the morning. I don't know who if you do that. Some exceptions, if you're working in a really client reactive role and you need to be on call, I'll allow that. But normally try and avoid that email checking in the first instance. And taking breaks, making sure, oh, <laughs> little visitor there, making sure that you set that time in your day to be able to allow yourself that space to rejuvenate and get back into the right flow of working for you. One hour of planning can save 10 hours of doing. Planning, spending some time at the end of each day before you move into the next day will really save you so much time from opening up and like, what are you going to do today? You know, giving yourself that head start, even on a Sunday, planning out your week, the types of activities you're going to do. Have a look at the meetings that you have booked in if you've got things popping in. Block out those times that are in between those spaces so that you've got that room to move. The back-to-back -back meeting idea is really not the best way to work. And I know in some situations that you have not as much control over that, but where you can, if you've got a diary invitation in, block the time from either side using those, um, you know, the calendar bookings. Like I use bookings through Microsoft Office 365, but Calendly, they all have those buffer zones in there. Make sure you utilize those. So we'll automatically pop that into your diary and you won't be working back to back and end up not having the time to do the client work that you're committed to. Um, yeah, I would just like to now open up the floor, I think for any other questions, there's all my contact details. And I'd also love you to come and say hi. I've got a Facebook community called Take Control with Nicole. So just jump on and um, join the community there and we can continue the conversations. Thank you so much for joining today. I hope you enjoyed the episode with Nicole Smith. Big thank you to her. She crams so much into one group mentor hour inside the membership. So big thank you for giving our members so much value. I will leave all her details in the show notes below so you can connect with her, you can book her for workshops, uh, she's really fantastic and we're very lucky to have her in the membership. If you want to join She Mentors, you know what to do, go and head to shementors.com.au and we would love, love, love to welcome you. Catch you next time.